Welcome to Post Meridian Theatre, coming to you from Colchester Arts Centre and brought to you by Expensivo. Oily water with an added smell. Expensivo, an odiferous mixture of volatile aromatic compounds, fixatives and solvents used to give the human body a pleasant scent. Ladies, remind your husband of the first time he visited a bordello while serving overseas with Expensivo's fragrance of cigarettes, chocolate and numb despair. Expensivo, a Himmler Crippen Hague product. And now, Himmler Crippen Hague presents... The Adventures of Bentley Strange Trousers. Bentley Strange Trousers and the Twelve Plagues of Christmas. Britain, which is to say England, 1950. With the Cold War at its height and the winter creeping in, the war is frozen and no one can get it out of the ice compartment. In the Houses of Parliament, the House of Lords is embroiled in a heated debate. Ah, thank you, Lord Swiss Cheese, for that illuminating opinion on the deep end fubs motion. Now, if I may ask for a response to the Honourable Lord Catapult. My Lord. I cannot say that Lord Swiss Cheese is wrong in his opinion, nor can I say that he is a frog-faced buffoon with the same grasp of politics as a wildebeest has of four-course silver service. Nevertheless, I can say that... Uh, my Lord, sir, Lord Cannibal is indisposed. I therefore call on Lord Trebuchet for his repast. My Lord... I regret that Lord Catapult should find himself unable to behave in a dignified manner. This chamber re- Lord Blister, would you uh, care to? Perhaps you, Lord Mangadel, could- My lords, uh, shall we adjourn for lunch? Meanwhile, across town in the stately home of Lady Constanza Knees, the gentle ladies of the Women's Institute are engaged in a sophisticated soiree. Marvellous! What a capital idea! A spaniel themed end of season 
Garden Party. Thank you, Lady Mills and Moon, Lady Brokeback Mountain. Yes, it has been quite the success, hasn't it? Thanks to our anonymous benefactor. Ladies, ladies. Thank you. We'll end the donkey torturing there for now. Now, don't despair, ladies. We'll move on to the bullfighting shortly. But first, the flamenco. Join in, ladies. Come on, Lady Mills and Boone, and you, Lady Brokeback Mountain. Come on, Lady Carthorse, Lady Chillis, Wonder, Lady Pickwood, Lady Charcoal, Porting Girls, Lady Monkey Ball, Lady Spooner, Strange Wiz, the Punch and Watering Can Rat Poison. Don't think I can't see you, Lady Rinzintin. Come on, join in. Extra, extra, chaos reigns in upper chamber when twelve lords go a leaping, police baffled. Extra, extra, Women's Institute in turmoil as 11 ladies dancing disrupt Gordon Party by exploding. Scotland Yard unable to comprehend event significance. Extra, extra, audience way ahead of characters in predictable festively themed comedy narratives. Meanwhile, Ace Super Secret Special Security Service Agent Bentley Strange Trousers of MI5 and 7 eighths is at the wheel of his Ace Super Secret Special Security Service issue V8 Morris Minor Traveler with antique Elizabethan exposed beams and deluxe wattle and door body when suddenly... What was that? Hmm. The sound effect of a rock thrown through the sound effect of my car windscreen. And there's a piece of paper wrapped around it. Upon the piece of paper is a drawing of a carrier pigeon. Around the leg of the pigeon is wrapped a telephone receiver. And on the receiver is written a number. Hmm, I'm game, I'll dial it. practicing venture capitalist swine. Ah, Venters, Leyland Odloons here. We need you back at HQ. We're going to have to recall you. Professor Lessermas, is that you? That's right, Bentley. We're on a party line. Glad to see you've got our message. Strange trousers. Professor Greatermouse here. The ingenious concept was my idea. It is the application of the most practical forms of advanced communication. I designed the workings of the wireless telephonic communication system. And I drew the birds did the neat handwriting. Superb work, Professor Little Woman. All of you. But was it necessary to throw it at my head whilst I was driving? You could have killed me. And that was my idea. <laughs> Thank you, shirts. Bentley, 
Bentley, is that you? It's me, Penny. I thought we were going to spend a romantic Christmas together. Ah, Miss Pencil Skirt. Yes, so I gathered from the explicitly graphic illustrations in your Christmas card. So when shall I expect you, darling? When you see me, and not if I see you first. Silly boy, Bentley. Well, Sir Royce wants a word with you. I'll just connect you. I'll take out your little dongle. Ooh, plug it into my ready-waiting hole. Oh, oh, Bentley, that's better. You're plugged deep inside my socket now. Hello, Mother! I, I, I can't come for Christmas dinner this year. I, I don't have any legs. It's strange trousers, sir. Well, what do you want? The mission, sir. Ah, oh, well, how's it going? I don't know what it is yet. What? What the devil are you interrupting me bath time for, man? Get out there at once and stop wasting all my hot water and find out what on earth is going on. Don't worry, strange trousers. I can fill you in. I had my suspicions, you naughty boys. As I was saying, Benters, yes, but you better make it quick. Do you realise this is a premium rate line? Hey, Penny, you despicable, tight-wadding thrift weasel! Listen to me, strange trousers. In this season of an appropriately strained festive celebration and stringently costed goodwill to all taxpaying men, it is beholden upon every employee of MI five and a quarter to tighten their belts, rationalise the expenditure, and expend their rations rationally. We, we in the Department of Accounts Accounts Department, demand you cease this profligate telephonic expenditure immediately, henceforth, west, and right now, young man. Do you think me and your mother are made of money? Do you know how much this is costing? A fortune. That's what it's costing. We should know. We're charging you for it. So stop wasting money and get off the phone. Strange trousers. There are highly volatile, unexplained scientific phenomena occurring through key areas of the higher echelons of British life. So far, a dozen members of the House of Lords have inexplicably jumped clean out of the building, and Lady Constanzanese and Jennifer Guests have experienced acute cases of flamenco-related combustion. Hmm. Twelve lords leaping. Eleven ladies dancing. What could follow? Precisely. Entirely random, unrelated events. No one knows what sort of disaster might happen next. Well, I did have one theory, though it did seem too obvious for some people to be true. Listen, Bess, little woman is hysterical again. Put down your receiver and apply the constabulary pneumatic rubber truncheons. Is that strictly necessary, sir? Mutiny! I'll talk to you later, strange trousers, once I've put pay to this rebellion. We believe it's only the beginning of a series of... Take that, you mutinous swine! So much for the holiday. No time to lose. My country needs me, and there's not a moment to spare. 
so it is that Bentley Strange Trousers, hearing his nation's call, heads full speed to the Rowdington Club for a pre-emergency three-course dinner followed by an anti-crisis cheese board. Mm-hmm. Ah, cringely. Park the car, will you? I've left it in the usual place. Ah, yes, the, uh, the first floor billiard room. An excellent choice, sir. If anyone needs me, I'll be in the smokatorium. Ah, Ben's apple. <laughs> what hair, Rhodesian? How about you, Bent Pot? Liverpool! <laughs> Love it! What ho, Benters! I see it's the club pipe smoking day. <laughs> Didn't expect to see you here. Heard you've gone off to the wilds for a seasonal retreat. Well, duty calls, love it, duty calls. And when duty calls, a dutiful man had better answer, or it's bike rack time after school, and not the good kind. And I think you know what I mean. Rather, old thing. <laughs> what are you fellows smoking tonight, love it? The air's so thick I thought I'd got cataracts. Lucky thing, Benters. The club's just received an anonymous donation of three imperial tons of... Pipe tobacco. Anonymous? <laughs> Who's it from? Anonymously donated by Lord Even of Steep End Farms in Sussex Shire. Hmm. Anonymous, you say? Intriguing. Well, I don't suppose we'll ever get to the bottom of that one. The Rowdington's Club. A telephone for you, Mr. Strange Trousers. A lady. A lady? In the Rowdington's Club? Uh, the lady is on the end of the telephone, sir. Is she wearing trousers? No, oh, dear me, no, sir. The lady assures me she is quite acceptably nude. Well, that's a relief. We don't want the dress code broken. Give it here, Cringely. Hello? Strange trousers here. No, um, Mr. Strange trousers. Yes, that's right. Sorry to bother you, sir. Just a quick call from Deep End Farms to inquire if your club received our anonymous donation. Yes, thank you. We're just mystified as to where it's from. And no chance you could clue us in, I suppose. Sorry, sir. Lord Even of Deep End Farms insists on maintaining his complete anonymity at all times. Ah, I understand all about anonymity. After all, I, Bentley Strange Trousers of London WC1, am a secret agent myself. If only I knew who or where Lord Even of Deep End Farm, Sussex Brishire was, I'd thank him personally. That's terribly kind of you, secret agent Bentley Strange Trousers of MI5 and 7 eighths. We do appreciate your discretion. We hope you will enjoy smoking our finest Deep End tobacco-style carcinogens before your hideous, imminent death! <laughs> Thank you. So, love it. How's it puff? Mmm, it's full-bodied. 
with a hint of morbid obesity, really grapples with your lungs, a sort of gravelly feel with a rotting dog aftertaste. Bit like washing your mouth out with a dead tramp. Mmm. Crinchley, pass my pipe, will you? I want to enjoy some deep-end rough shag. Ah, the weekends come around so fast, don't they? You're half bent, sir. What have you heard? <laughs> oh, oh, my pipe. Uh, thank you, Cringely. Ah, don't worry, sir. I'm sure no one in the audience understood the joke. And it won't be the last time. But enough of this metatextuality. Let's just test a tiny pinch, shall we? Shovel it in, will you, Cringely? As you wish, sir. Yeah, just a smidgen more. Lovely. Now, we'll just tamp it down. That's it. Nice and gently, Cringely. Now, all I have to do is carefully light it up. And let's see how it smokes. Good, isn't it, Benters? This, this is the 80th pipe I've had this morning. The fellas and I can't suck the bally stuff down fast enough. Isn't that right, chaps? Good Lord, love it. Such fumigatory abandon. They're all out of control. The club is going to derail. Duck! That was a close call, love it. Are you all right down there? Just about. You see what I mean about that aftertaste? That was no unpalatable aftertaste, man. That was a deliberate and premeditated act of tobacconry terrorism. Hello, Rowdington's Club, first floor debris. Ah, it's for you, sir. Thank you, Cringely. Are you all right under that wall? Merely a slight case of being crushed to death, sir. Good man. Um, take the rest of the afternoon off. Terribly good of you, sir. <coughs> Hello, strange trousers. That's the mass here. Listen carefully, Bentley. We've analysed the occurrences and we think we've identified a connection. There seems to be some kind of sonic resonance involved in each case. Like a radiophonic effect? Precisely. So we need you to liaise with the top man in the relevant government department. You mean... Yes, we're sending you to the Ministry of Sound. And so it is that Bentley Strangetrousers finds himself standing before an extensive Whitehall facade, examining an extensive Whitehall brass plaque, upon which are engaged or even engraved details of extensive Whitehall waste. Ah, uh, here we are. Ground floor, Ministry of Sound. I'll just ring the bell. What a contemporary take on an old classic. 
Die, man. How's it hanging? Ah, Minister. I am Bentley Strangehouses, top secret special security service agent of MI5 and 7 eighths. We've been expecting you. Come in, I'm Quentin Longwave, His Majesty the Queen's Minister of Sound. Sorry about the mess, we've got a delegation from the Belgian Jazz Bongo Collective round to step into my office. Great leaping horticulture! What an office! You must have particularly green fingers. What can I say? It's a medical condition. Such beautiful, healthy pot plants you possess, and so many of them to boot. All identical, neatly arranged in row after leafy row. Still, they must cost a pretty penny to maintain, especially with all those high-wattage ultraviolet lights you've rigged up for them. But all foliage, I see. Oh, no, wait a moment. I didn't notice the window boxes positively brimming with waving crimson poppies. Yeah, they will be mental when they're ready. But where are my manners? Can my private secretary get you anything, Miss Shortwave? Miss Shortwave! I'm sorry, Minister. I was just arranging my hair. What for? Chamber orchestra. And what a delightful arrangement it is, too. Why, thank you, sir. Now, perhaps I can get you something. How about a quick cord? I really shouldn't, but, uh, well, I suppose it is Christmas, isn't it? A major fifth? Hmm, wonderful. Uh, can you go a little lower? How about an augmented seventh? Oh, another one of those and I'll be putting on weight. Inverted. Who told you? Pox on those gossiping fishwives in the typing pool. Hey, Miss Shorewave, could you uh, assist me with this memo? Certainly, Minister.
goes by But these ghosts will never wander far Um, that was heavy. So, Agent Strange trousers, let me get this straight. So far, there's been the moyang of 12 lords leaping, the stamping of 11 ladies dancing, and the puffing of 10 pipers piping. You'll have it, Minister. Three utterly inexplicable occurrences, linked only by their propensity for audio mayhem. Have you any ideas what could be causing this? Well, it may sound a little far-fetched, but have you considered the obvious connection that they're all simply part of a traditional... Hello, Ministry of Sound. Yes, he is. It's for you, sir. For me? While you're digging that, I'm just going to check out these newly arrived drums with the eight guys of the Belgian Jazz Bongo Collective. Hello? Bentley Strange Trousers. Agent Strange Trousers, this is an anonymous call on behalf of Lord Even of Deep End's sustainably grown bongo orchard in Sussexbury Shire. We were just checking out to see if the Ministry has received our donation of nine genetically modified Christmas bongos. Yes, yes, all nine drummers are drumming their drums as we speak. Excellent. In that case, we at Deep End Farms would like to wish you, Bentley Strange Trousers, a Merry Christmas and a violent death New Year. <laughs> and seasonal felicitations to you, too. Good Lord, Minister, that modern drumming of yours seems to be getting out of control. It's these crazy bongos. I can't take a side I just can't stop drumming. Lord, 
the minister and the entire Belgian delegation have burst. So saying, dear listeners, a special secret security service agent, Bentley Strange Trousers, flees from the tattered ruins of the bongo-decimated Ministry of Sound, with only one possible destination, the village of Deep End in Sussexburyshire. It was the first name out of the hat. So Bentley heads away at full speed along the bright roads of the capital, through the dim streets of the provinces, and arrives in the unlit lanes of the English countryside, which he negotiates with his customary automotive skill. Who left that broadside of a barn there? Perhaps some stout English yeoman within can furnish me with directions to the village of Deep End. Ah, good evening, madam. I appear to be lost. Is the gentleman of the house at home? There's no gentleman here, but there is his lordship. Perhaps you'd like to speak with him. Come out with a mud and warm yourself on this snow. My, what an old world pastoral sight. One hundred imperial head of cattle, harnessed to machines of steel and iron, being pressed for milk night and day. Where are the maids of Deep End Farm? Good evening, sir. We do all the milk in here using tried and tested traditional methods which have been handed down through the generations, like a hereditary disease. Charming. And what would those methods be? Well, sir, first we take the cow and fills it till it's fit to burst with God's own bounty a reeking filthy silage. <laughs> then once the cow be good and stretched, we leaves it to ferment for a month or two. Is what I made earlier. Great dairy dirigibles! What a bovine behemoth! Then we milked it the old-fashioned way to extract every drop of healthy country goodness. Make our milk without taking out. Here, try a bucket. Why, thank you. What an exciting colour. It's high in calcium. How so? We leave the bones in. Mm. Rich and crunchy. And after we fill the vat, we perform the secret process known only to the eight milking maids of Deep End Farm. And that would be? Welcome, my dear, and we'll show thee, won't we, girls? Oh, the secret process. Ah, so it's uh, up these stairs, is it? So here we are at the rim of a colossal open-topped bat. Why don't you look a little closer, my lovely? That's it, right up to the edge. Hmm, thousands of gallons of wholemeal milk, many treacherous feet below. So what happens now? Right, girls, get ready. On the count of three, we rushes him. One, two, three. Oh, my shoelace appears to be undone. Soon fix that. Oh, no! We tripped!
Prices averted. Shoes tied. Right, ladies. Oh, where's everyone gone? I say, milking maid, sir, could you keep the noise down? I'm trying to creosote these swans, and it's, uh... Ah, good evening. To what do I owe this unexpected lack of pleasure? Strange Trousers was confronted by a tall man of compact proportions. He was nondescript, but not so you'd notice it. Whilst elegantly bedecked in a three-piece suit cut in finest Italian Christmas pudding, he wore a cream shirt paired with a custard tie, holly-rimmed spectacles, and was smoking a copy of Martin Chuzzlewit. You forgot to mention my threepenny-bit teeth. What shining beauties! Indeed, some say they're my best feature. Excuse me, but you do seem awfully familiar. Mm, sorry, my hands do tend to wander. But where are my manners? Allow me to introduce myself. I am Lord Even of Deep End. Lord Even of Deep End? How should I address you? My friends call me Crispin. Ah, so you're... Deep End Crispin Even! Indeed, I just don't like to sing about it. And you would be... Hmm, can I trust this curious character? Perhaps it's time I adopt a brilliant disguise. I beg your pardon, Lord Even. Here, my card. Hmm. Trousley Bent Strangers. Life peer, elastic recoil analyst, Latin American dance instructor, itinerant tobacco inspector, and percussive immolation investigator of no fixed rhythmical competence by royal appointment to HRH King Elizabeth II, part two. Such broad-ranging particulars. Well, Mr. Bent Strangers, what brings you to our little village of Deep End? I'm here in a professional capacity and an amateur density to investigate certain seasonal irregularities of progressively decreasing numerical frequency. I see. Well, I'm glad somebody does. Lord Even, may I ask you a personal question? Seven inches. Not quite that personal. Look, I, I tell you what, Mr... Bent strangers, I feel a smidgen remiss being unable to assist you in your largely incomprehensible investigation. Why don't you join me later at the manor for a nightcap, or possibly an entire set of pajamas? In the meantime, you may wish to visit the Pear Tree Pub for something hot, spicy, and festive. Mulled wine? Actually, I was thinking more of Holly the barmaid, but each to their own. <laughs> Adieu, Mr. Bent strangers. Adieu. So, to the Pear Tree Pub. Hello. Strange trousers. This is an anonymous call from Deep End Farm. What a coincidence. I'm anonymously here, under a pseudonym. Well, Mr. Bent Strangers, prepare to meet your feathery doom at the Pear Tree Pub. Ha, 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 ha. Damn it all. I'd be there already if it wasn't for these blasted interrupting phone calls. Goodbye. And so Bentley Strange Trousers crunches his way through the fresh December snow towards the local hostelry. Soon he finds himself standing before a dilapidated, poorly thatched, beer-soaked ruin. And from him he asks the directions to the pub. <laughs> 
Ah, at last. The Pear Tree Pub. But what's this sign on the board? Christmas Eve Talent Night. Bring your own broken bottles and shotguns. Ah, the quaint English folk traditions. Thank you, thank you, old Jim Saris, for his ever-popular musical cactus repotting medley. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we continue our evening's seasonal talent show with a cultural number. That's right, from our very own Deep End Farms. We have excerpts from that Swan Lake. Done with all the prancing around and that, boy Lord Evans heard of black swans. Henry watched as a herd of seven black swans glided gracefully along the river, which ran through the middle of the main bar in an act of architectural madness. Then waddled awkwardly onto stage and flapped gracelessly about in the manner of Haddock attempting neurosurgery. Enraptured as he was by their pirouetting, something made strange trousers feel uneasy. Was it the way the swans would noiselessly and with deadly accuracy stretch their necks and spread their wings into the front row to break a man's arm? Or the way they intermittently dragged members of the audience into the river and drowned them? No, but there was something. Suddenly, he realized. Wait one moment. The lead swan. I recognize that fully loaded black leather underbus corset and those solid silver nipple clamps set to maximum. That's no black swan. It's Medea Black. Right-hand henchwoman and rumpy-pumpy devotee of the late evil genius, Raoul Heliotrope. See Bentley Strange Trousers and the Dance of Doom, episode four, A Village Fate Worse Than Death. Stop that bosomy swan. You said a mouthful there. Very clever, Strange Trousers, but that's the last piece of self-aggrandizing product placement you'll ever make. I don't think so, my dear Black. There's a new series coming in the spring. Curse you, Strange Trousers. Swans, get him. Don't move, any of you. Tell your ninja swans to back away slowly, my dear. This gun is loaded and ready to make the deadly bang sound directly at you. Ha! You think you can scare me, strange trousers? You think I can miss those F-cups at this range? Think again. Ha 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 You'll never get me. Swans, ho! Damn, she's jumped out the window and escaped on the back of one of her swans. Curse you, my dear Black! Oh, well, I might as well relax and enjoy the rest of the show. Settle down, folks. Now, with somewhat roughly approximating the music, we present the world man of Wibbono, Mr. Narton Mule. Sunday and you've nothing much to do I've a hobby I'm fairly fond of that I'd recommend to you 
Oh, you may be in your living room or possibly in your car, but as long as you keep it quiet, it shouldn't matter where you are. Now take your invisible bicycle pump firmly in your hand. Then hopefully your wife and your mother-in-law and the police will understand. If you're metaphysical bicycles creating strange desires, you should take an invisible bicycle pump and see to both the tires. You can go at it with your left hand, you can see to it with your right. But best to remove your waterproof so you'll be there half the night. You can whistle whilst you do it, but be careful not to cough. A bit of sudden momentum and a bit might well fly off. Now, pump, pump, hold it still, stiff between your thighs. With a rubber upon your woods valve, you can see the bites arise. If you're metaphysical bicycles, creating strange desires, you should take your invisible bicycle pump and see to both the tires. Pump, pump, pump it up, lubrification's wise, but watch in case a drop of the stuff spurts into your eyes. With a metaphysical bicycle, Igniting passion's fires, you should use your invisible bicycle pump before the offer expires. Thank you, Mr. Mule. And finally, we present Ralph Barridge and his gooses what lays them golden eggs. Hanging, hanging, ladies and gentlemen. Behold, your very eyes, as my half dozen of gooses does their world-famous egg lions act. Gooses, do thy work. <laughs> We never said it was interesting. <laughs> but behold, they gooses have done lay them golden eggsies. Now, I should like to present a member of the audience with a very special Christmas gift of this fine golden egg. Who will it be? You! Who? Me? Yes, sir. You are the lucky winner. And here, here is your prize, sir. How exceedingly kind of you. Know we the secret of the golden egg, sir? I don't believe I do. I tell you that the goose's eggs of golden can be made a wish thereupon. All he has to do is to speak thy dearest wish. Pull out this pin on top here and wait three seconds at a safe distance from the public. <laughs> but you must promise not to give yon egg away, for thy wish will work for he and he alone. I promise you, kind guano-infused yokel, and all your guano-producing geese, 
I shall treasure it always. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I must be on my way. Cheerio! Excuse me, sir. What's this? A cockney waif? Out alone in the snow on Christmas Eve? In the middle of the countryside? That's right, sir. Oh, sir, I am but an humble cliché, on the point of starving to death and all that malarkey. Won't a kind gent such as yourself give us a knicker for some booze for me dear old mum's art operation? I've forgot me change for the bus and can't get back to poor me frail old nan, who'll starve to death if I don't go in with her dinner, which I've no readies to buy. Money! Give me some bloody money! Oh, you poor, shivering, prodigious thug. I'm afraid I don't have any cash on me now, so you'll... Just have to sod off. <laughs> However, I do have something of value. But I did just promise the kind Mr. Borridge and his geese that I would treasure it always. But how can I turn my back on this unfortunate bully? Should I give it to him, boys and girls? <laughs> well, I think I heard yes. A wait miniature footpad. Although I have no money to give you, I do have this egg, made from solid golden. Oh, yeah, that'll do. I'll just make my wish. May this tragic, young, over-familiar brigand be spared from future privation. Now I pull the pin on top. There you go, tiny hooligan. Now be off with you, or so help me, I'll give you the kicking of your life. Cheers, sucker. I think we all agreed that should happen, didn't we? <laughs> well, where am I now? Ah, a crude shopping arcade of rustic wares. Perhaps I should investigate. Hmm. No sign of mysterious goings-on here. Ah, oh, look! A traditional Father Christmas giving presents to the children of wary parents. My boy, my boy, what delights would you like to find in your stocking tomorrow morning? Great nasal stereotypes. A genuine Jewish caricature circa 1864. And with all his original cliches. Such charming Yiddish workmanship. Uh, but tell me, my Romany septumed one, why the mangy false beard and moth-eaten St. Nick disguise? It's a hobby. Allow me to introduce Mrs. Claus, my wife, Hannah, and my trio of elf helpers, her three children, Isaac, Ishmael, and Abraham. They're all going to be doctors, you know. How satisfying to have one's traditional prejudices confirmed. Hannah, my love, don't bore the good gentleman. I'm sure he has no interest in the domestic trivia of the Goldrings. Your name is... Goldring? All five of us, yes. But that would make you... the Goldring family. Yes, but everyone knows us as the... Five Goldrings! No, I never heard of you. Well, I must be going. Wait, wait, my boy. Come here. Take the weight off your wallet. Sit on Santa's lap and tell him what you'd like for Christmas. Why not? What could be more normal than one man sitting on another man's knee in public in 1950s Britain? <laughs> good, good. I'll just start the meter running. Lovely. Lovely. Now, 
Listen to me, Agent Strange Trousers. You're in terrible danger. How do you know me? I remember the plot from rehearsals. What's more, I too am an operative of MI5 and a quarter. Then why don't I know you? They made me a sleeper agent. Why is that? I hate getting up in the mornings, but that's not important right now. It's vital that you listen to me. I have information that could save your life. Everything that has happened so far revolves around Lord Even and Deepen Farms. Whatever you do, you mustn't. Poison children with blow darts? Isaac, Ishmael, Abraham, no. Strange trousers, you mustn't. Shoot a woman with a high-powered rifle with silencer attachment? Hannah, my darling, listen, strange trousers. Under no circumstances can you... Operate a heavy machine gun in a public area without a license? Uh, no, well, yes. But moreover, you're absolutely and above all else mustn't under any circumstances ever. Oh. Die before revealing vital narrative exposition? That's the one. I mean, it's so corny. What a tragic waste of almost human life. Still, these predictable family massacres do always seem to get the plot moving. So... <sighs> Strange trousers here. Blah, blah, blah. Deep end bombs. You're going to die, evil after, etc., etc. Damnation. This is the fourth time a woman's telephoned me today, and I haven't had a phone since scene seven. Blast these feminine distractions. Oh, tell me about it, Gov. You can never get a word in edgeways once a bird starts rabbiting on, can you? Birds, eh, mate? And if they call you once, they'll call you two, three, four times. Always calling them birds. Four times. Calling you. Birds! Thank you, Lord Tennyson, for that beautifully crafted 30-foot neon-lit hint. Wait! For calling birds. But what could it mean? Until I find out, I'd better get to Lord Even and warn him there's danger afoot. Well, 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 Mr. Ben Strangers. My, but what a thrilling tale you've told. I must say I find it a little hard to swallow. It may be hard to swallow, but that doesn't mean you hadn't better swallow it and fast as the boss said to his secretary. And I think you know what I mean. What a charming analogy. Let's get some fresh air, shall we? We'll take a stroll through my aviary. What an interesting collection of specimens. Yes, they are an unusual lot, aren't they? But who else would come here? And your birds are strange, too. Yes, I gathered them from all the corners of the Earth. And given the Earth is round, you can imagine how difficult that was. Welcome, bent strangers, to my aviary of horrors. Okie dokie. Hmm. Feathers unruffled, eh? How do you think you will fare against the deadly song of my three French hens? 
Nous sommes les oiseaux terribles du savonnet par les pantalons. How fortunate I had my anti-Gerloom portable desktop guillotine in my pocket. Yes, fortunate indeed. But it will be unable to help you against this. Two turtle doves? No, a pair of tortoise pigeons. Those tortoise shells do rather seem to get in the way of their wings. Can they fly? Well, it rather depends how strong your bowling arm is. Still, they do try. But this, this is the crown on the brow of my avian head. Behold! Holy turkey sandwich fortnight! A giant robot partridge! Yes! And now, strange trousers, prepare to meet your doom. My giant robot partridge will destroy you and peck your remains into little squidgy bits of gooey unpleasantness. For I am not Lord even at all, but your nemesis, Raoul Heliotrope. Heliotrope? But I saw you die! See, bloody bloody blah, blah, as per earlier reference. Incompetent buffoon, it's true you killed my giant mutant mustard mole, but I rolled away as I heard the bombs falling, tucked, and then, before they struck, dodged behind a tree, so the blast went right past me like it does in the films. <laughs> Damn your cunning, not dying when you should, type evil Jude. But what do you hope to gain from this wicked plot? Why this twelve lords a-leaping, eleven ladies dancing, ten pipers piping, nine drummers drumming, eight maids a-milking, seven swans a-swimming, six geese a-laying, five old rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two tortoise pigeons, and a giant mechanised robot partridge? Why not? <laughs> Besides, I hope to draw you in to my reach to destroy your irritating life. Never! I have a dental appointment in two weeks. Never fear, strange trousers. We'll save you. Professors Greatermass and Lessermass, what are you doing here? Rescuing you, of course. What deus ex machina have you come up with today? A fruitaeus ex machina. Watch this. one of your five a day, a colossal pear. And it's fighting the giant robot partridge. Of course, strange trousers. Didn't you know that the pear is the natural antithesis of the partridge? Why else do you imagine they're kept in pear trees? It all makes sense. I should never have doubted you. But how did you know what I'd be up against? Well, little woman was somehow able to predict the terminus of the series of decreasing improbabilities you'd encounter. I had her hosed down and locked in a box just in case. But after a few sherries, it seemed to make a sort of deranged womanly sense. So I requisitioned a cider distillery and a concrete mixer, and with less mass driving, I was able to knock up this not-so-little beauty en route. But, Professor, 
How will an oversized fruit be able to withstand the wrath of a gigantic mechanized fowl? Simple, Bentley. Simple, Bentley. This pear isn't ripe. Nothing can penetrate its hide. See? As strange trousers watched, the mighty mechanized bird pecked wildly at the gigantic fruit and was amazed to see its reinforced steel beak buckle and fall off. Then it was the turn of the mighty pair, which rolled onto its tip and fell like a club upon the hapless robo-bird. You've done it, Professor! Your ingenious invention has saved the day! But why is... why is that pair shaking like that? And so, with catastrophe fruitfully averted, and the villainous Raoul Heliotrope thwarted once more, and almost certainly entirely dead this time, if one is gullible enough to believe such things, the brave men, some of them ladies even, of MI5 and 7 eighths, relax in the knowledge that they have prevailed over the torturous plot contrivances and improbable sound effects ranged against them. So now, on Christmas Day, they can at last take their ease and join as one to celebrate in the Pear Tree Pub. Terribly kind of you to invite us all for Christmas dinner, Benters. Yes, Bentley, dear. Would you like to pull a cracker? Go on, Bentley. Grasp your end and give it a firm tug. Um, very well, Miss Pencil Skirt. Hey! What? The Russians? I surrender! Calm down, Sir Royce. It was just a little bang. Was it good for you, Bentley? Um, well, well done, strange trousers. For once, this is an entirely legitimate tax-deductible expense. So don't forget to keep your receipts. Don't worry, Hapney. They'll be on your desk before you can finalise your quarterly returns. Ladies and gentlemen, I should like to propose a toast. At this time of seasonal celebration, obligatory reckless expenditure and legally obliged excessive consumption... Those of us who protect the nation from the enemies within can take heart, lungs, and small intestine in the knowledge that once again our efforts have averted a terrible plot. We know not what, or why, or even how, but we know without doubt that evil has once again been thwarted from whatever it was it was intending to do upon our shores. So it is, I ask you all, to charge your glasses and your batteries to Christmas and all who sail in her. Strange trousers, you idiot. Our glasses are empty. You can't have a toast without booze. Indeed, shirts. A Christmas dinner without alcohol is like... a Christmas dinner without alcohol. Utterly bloody unbearable. And I think you know what I mean. What splendid economy of phrasing. And for once it even made sense. Booze, damn you. Splendid idea, Colonel. Ah, a bouncing barmaid. Uh, what can you recommend, my full frontal wench? 
Have a round of our traditional style Christmas effect eggnog. It's made all from the finest local produce. Finest? Finest? That sounds terribly expensive. I don't know if the apartment can stretch to that. Oh, don't you worry about that, sir. It's all been paid for. Free, you say? What excellent value for money. <laughs> there you go, ladies and gents. Why, thank you, kind buxom yokel barmaid. But who paid for these wonderful melting glasses of steaming ghoul, the, the slops of which are currently eating their way through the table? Oh, I really couldn't say that, sir. You see, it's anonymous. <laughs> Drink up. Cheers! <laughs> Rich and crunchy. <laughs> Deadly Strange Trousers and the Twelve Plagues of Christmas was written by Damien Bell and Darren Gooding. With Damien Bell as Bentley Strange Trousers, Darren Gooding as the narrator, Leyland Odloons, Professor Greatermass, Fringely, and Lord Even, a.k.a. Ralph Borridge, a.k.a. Raoul Heliotrope. Mary Bolan as Lady Knees, Miss Pencil Skirt, a Cockney Waif, and a Buxom Barmaid, a.k.a. Medea Black. Jeremy T. as Colonel Shirts, Sir Royce Weird Long John's Professor Lessamass, Lovett, and the Landlord, with special appearances by Martin Newell as the Speaker of the House of Lords, the Ministry of Mr. of Sound and Mr. Goldring. Jeanette Lyons was Miss Shortwave and Hannah Goldring. Plus Anthony Roberts as Hapney and Alfred Lord Tennyson. Other lords are leaping, ladies dancing, pipers piping, drummers drumming, maids are milking, gold rings, news vendors, yokels and birds were played by members of the cast and the audience. Foley sound was by Becky Moss and Matthew Orchard. The music was composed by Tina Gooding with additional composition by Darren Tansley with songs written by Martin Newell and performed by Martin Newell and Jeanette Lyons. Sound engineered by Darren Tansley with Richard Potter. The audience wrangler was David Freeman. The show was recorded at Colchester Arts Centre and is an I Hear Voices Theatre Company production.